So our sermon series is continuing, uh, Vacation, It's a Biblical Concept. And the idea of it is that God made us in such a way that we need to take time to rest, and we need to take time to be quiet and to hear, to hear what it is that God is talking to us about. One of the things that my wife and I did always when we went on vacation was we would take some time to sort of evaluate our life and say, how are we doing on the parenting front? How are we doing on the financial front? Um, What's the pace like? Are we doing too much? Are we not doing enough? Should we do more at church? Should we do less at church? Should we do more at Little League? Or we just would evaluate those things. And it's important that we stop. We turn off the noise of the world and, and that we find some time that we can stop and evaluate those things. You know, it seems to me that it's ingrained in our culture a need for speed. The faster we go, the more things we do, um, kind of the better we feel about ourselves, really. Because if you're really busy, you must be really important. And if you stop and think about it, we sometimes even brag about it. Have you ever said something like, I was so busy last week, I met myself coming out the door? That's kind of bragging about how busy you are because it seems that our culture values that. Our world tells you that the busier you are, the more important you are. Sometimes this busyness is something that we choose. Sometimes this busyness is something that happens because of our job. I mean, when my wife and I were younger, she was a tax accountant. So January through April, she was crazy busy. I have a daughter that's a tax accountant. From January through April, she's crazy busy. You can write it down. So so, some of this busyness comes from where we are in our career. Sometimes it comes from the things that happen in our life. Sometimes uh, we might be in that sandwich generation and we're dealing with children and we're dealing with parents that that are getting older there are moments and times when our lives can be super busy. But sometimes we choose it. I think you really have more control over the pace of your life than you think. This sermon series is about us understanding that it is essential that we step away, evaluate our life, the speed of our life, the pace of our life, what are we doing? How am I spending my time? What am I doing that is giving food to my soul? And what am I doing for the kingdom of God? It's essential that we step away and evaluate these things from time to time. Sometimes knowing when to say no is important. It's important for the quality of your life. Now look, I know I'm on dangerous ground because I'm a pastor, right? And I call up people and I go, hey, would you consider being a part of whatever? And you might say no. And that's okay. 
If, if I call you up and say, would you consider being a part of this? It's okay to say no. But then I might say something like, well, yeah, but God told me you really needed to do this. <laughs> I, I get that I am on dangerous ground telling my congregation it's okay to say no. But the truth of it, it is. And Jesus knew this. Jesus lived this. Jesus exemplified this for his disciples and for us today. The text we're going to look at comes from the Gospel of Mark. It's the first chapter, verses 29 through 39. So hear these words. As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up, and went to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go, go on to the neighboring towns so that I may proclaim the message there also. For it is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. This is the word of God for the people of God. So remember, Mark begins not with a birth narrative, but with the baptism of Jesus. It's like Jesus is here, and boom, he's baptized, and he's immediately, he goes off to the wilderness, and he's out there for 40 days. He comes back, and he sees some guys fishing, and he says, follow me. And he sees some other guys fishing, and he says, follow me. So he's recruited four disciples at this point. He goes into the synagogue, and he is teaching in the synagogue, and he casts out a demon while he's in there. And the people are astounded at his teaching. And we read and write the verse before where we start that his fame around Galilee began to spread. And something that is just interesting about Mark is that everything happens immediately, at once. I had a, a seminary professor that said, reading the book of Mark is like having a small child tell you a story. And then this happened. And then, and then, and then, and then. It's an interesting note about Mark that Jesus is always immediately going somewhere, immediately doing something. In this case, Jesus had been having a really busy, busy day. We read in the text that it was after sunset that people started coming to this house where he was, and it's because it was the Sabbath. And it was against the Sabbath to carry people around because it was work. So after the Sabbath was over, they, they appeared at this house where Jesus spent we don't know how long. 
but the whole town was there. And he was casting out demons and healing the sick. One has to imagine that that he was tired. I mean, that had to be kind of a really frenetic pace for him to be casting out demons. That's an interesting line in there. It's a whole other sermon. But, But he says that Jesus did not let the demons speak because they knew him. It's because they knew who he was, and Jesus wasn't quite ready to let everybody know he was the Son of God. But it's a whole other sermon, right? So Jesus has this really busy day, and he decides the next morning to go out and pray. Now, men, let me help you. This is a good thing to do, to go out and pray, but don't not tell your wife where you're going. It does not end well. Because Jesus goes and leaves and doesn't tell anybody where he's going. And the text tells us they're looking for him. Jesus knew that he needed to spend some time alone. He had a long and busy day. And the next morning, while it was still really dark, he went off to be with God. He does this a lot in the Gospels. He does it a whole lot. And and I think that this is a teaching moment for us. That in order to connect with God, we have to push away some of the busyness of our life so that we can hear what God has to say. You know, the first century Jew would have experienced God in his daily life. They prayed morning, noon, and night. I wonder if their lives got so busy that they failed to see where God is at work in their life, in them, through them, around them. I know that that can happen in our lives. I know that we can get so busy running to soccer and then baseball, and then karate, and then choir, and all of the other things that make up our life, that we're not really able to see where God is at work in our life, how God is at work in our life, in us or through us. Jesus took time to be alone, to be quiet. Now, I look out there, and I see some of you might be retirees. And you go, oh, Mike, I got plenty of time. I can do what I want when I want. And that's great. And I hope that you are making time and setting it aside to be alone and quiet with God. But I would suggest that it's also a nugget that you might want to share with your children or your grandchildren that did you get to control the pace of your life? One of my children was invited to be a part of a select soccer team. And we talked about it for about mm, 10 minutes at our house. And the answer for the Tyson family was no. Because at the time we lived in Lufkin, 
and it meant every other weekend we were traveling to Houston. And they played on Sundays. And so it was a hard no for the Tyson family, and at the end of the day, my daughter really wasn't all that upset about it, frankly. So you can control what's happening in your life. You know, our world and our culture tells us over and over and over again, busier is better. You're more important if you're moving faster. The more we do, the better we are. Maybe some of us stay busy because we don't want to hear what God has to say to us. I'll tell you one of the first things I've learned about being quiet and being around God is turn the TV off. I don't know what the TV is like at your house, but it is constant noise whether we're watching it or not. Yesterday was a pretty lazy day. Worked a little in the morning on my sermon. Watched some breakfast golf. When do you get to do that but the British Open? And my TV was on until 10 o'clock at night. And we really weren't watching it. It was just on and making noise. So, so for me, being quiet means turning the TV off, means disconnecting from my phone, disconnecting from YouTube videos and other things. That, that's a big step to helping create the quiet that you need to hear from God. Jesus shows us in this passage this need to be alone, to be with God. You know, God is always with us. God is always around us, always working in us and through us, just as we talked about in the children's moment. But is your life so busy that you can't see it? Are you so filled with worry about what's next that, that you can't hear what God might be calling to you? Because God's always at work around you. You know, my house, we had a swing, one of those porch swings, you know, that you can get two or three people on, and it hung from a big oak tree. And it, it became sort of the family quiet place. And um, if I needed to maybe discipline my son or try to counsel him that this path he's going down is not so good, we'd say, I'd say, hey, let's, let's go sit on the swing. And whenever he had to confess something, he would say, uh, Dad, can we go sit on the swing? And as I was discerning my call to ministry, that swing and I got to be really good friends. I can't tell you how many hours I spent on that swing, sometimes with my Bible, but mostly just in prayer. That swing for me and for my family became this precious place of quiet and of connection to God. 
Do you have a place like that? Is there something in your life that you can create like that? I mean, I've shared with you I like to sail. You know why I love to sail? Because you get there when you get there. I can only sail as fast as the wind will push me. And I love it. And that's a place where I can be quiet and listen to what God is telling me. Listen to what God might be calling to me. Brothers and sisters, do not let the world tell you the pace at which you have to live your life. That's entirely up to you. I get there's work. I get there's things that we have to do. And sometimes those last a season. But so that you can know how God wants to work in your life, take some time to evaluate the pace of your life. Take some time to create some quiet time where you might hear from God. That you might hear the words of Jesus and how much he loves you. So this week, I encourage you to slow down. I know we're getting close to back to school, but slow down and be still so that you can receive, so that you might hear what it is God wants you to hear. Because he is at work in you and through you and around you and on you just got to slow down so that we might hear what God is saying to us. Let us pray. Gracious God, the world tells us faster, faster, faster. Help us to not buy into that. Help us to create the time and the space that we might be quiet, be still, and hear from you so that we might connect with you in a deeper way so that we might become the disciple that Jesus is calling us to be Father help us to slow down help us to be quiet to hear your word we pray this in Jesus holy name Amen